I'm Luis Lizarazzo, and this is Shedding Light Within Entertainment. Each episode, we'll discuss the humans behind the entertainment industry and explore the issues and topics that are impacting their lives. It's been a minute, but we're back, and I'm really excited to share this conversation with a SAG performer, a producer, stage actress, and just an incredible woman, Laura Faye Lewis. I hope you enjoy. Hi, thank you for tuning in. Today I am joined by Laura Faye Lewis, a performer that's based in New York City, who I have the privilege of working with. Hey, Laura, why don't you introduce yourself for all of our listeners today? Hello, everyone. I'm Laura Faye Lewis, just like Lewis said. <laughs> and um, just really honored and happy to be asked to be a part of this podcast today. Thanks so much. So <laughs> how did we start working together? Well, actually, we, we met via another actor that was in a play that I was in. It was Electra, a travesty in Central Park. He had recommended you and I just followed up. That's great. Yeah, I, I'm remembering that now. You were one of the early onboarded talent for me, I'm now remembering. So thank you so much. You're a union actor. Yes. Um, but you also do stage work. Mm-hmm. That's Why right. don't you tell everybody a little bit about your career? Well, that's essentially where I I came from. You know, I grew up singing in church choirs and then graduating to high school drama classes and being cast in a lot of leads in the plays in Coral Gables. That's where I'm from, Florida. And uh, yeah, we had a wonderful drama teacher, David Feldman, who there's a lot of New York actors that actually I know still that also studied with him. And they've gone on to various careers and TV, film, and theater um, shows. So it's it's kind of it's kind of interesting to see how everybody is still in the game of of being an actor and and getting work and trying to, you know, stay with it as much as you can. You know, especially during post pandemic and hopefully no more pandemic. <laughs> um, so yeah, I I, I started uh, in high school really loving plays and and theater and and learning about the craft uh, from a wonderful teacher, David Feldman, who was versed in Boleslavsky and Stanislavsky and all kinds of uh, incredible actors that we have all come to love over the years through theater and film. Uh, then I went to, um, I also grew up playing tennis because my father was a, sort of a sports star in Florida. He was the coach for the University of Miami Hurricanes for the tennis team. And he had the winningest record in college tennis history. And he was also a Hoosier in uh, college basketball. So he was, he was a bit of a rock star in Miami. And I grew up with a lot of famous uh, people coming through the house, you know. So I was always familiar with uh, people of, of that ilk, you know, whether they were in sports or entertainment. And uh, I've always felt comfortable around um, people that were in the business. Then I went to uh, Juilliard. I was asked to um, audition for Juilliard and I was in group 12 um, and they selected 26 uh, guys and gals. And I was one of them, the ones that was selected. So it was great to get a chance to come to New York finally and, and learn all about, <laughs> about life and 
and uh, theater and, and more, you know, more life experiences that have brought me to where I am now. What does group 12 mean? Group 12 is the 12th year of the John Houseman founded uh, the Juilliard School of Drama. And uh, I don't even know what year they're in now. It's, it's so many years later, but I was group 12. And group 12 is kind of known as like one of the most famous acting classes from, from Juilliard. Uh, in my class, we had Elizabeth McGovern, we had Kelly McGillis, we had uh, Kevin Spacey, we had Ving Rhames, uh, Evan Handler, who I see occasionally at Naked Angels, which is another theater uh, film writers, actors group that I go to um, and belong with. Um, yeah, so it was it was a, quite a heady experience because I was like one of the youngest of the the females in the group, and uh, it, was, it was an incredible journey, um, just building my instrument as an actor and a performer. I love that. Yeah, um, I'm curious. You know, I did some theater in high school as well. Um, was there one performance or one, I guess? Um, show that really like sparked it within yes. you? Yes, I can't believe you're asking that because I'm just starting to get a little emotional thinking about that because it's the, it was the performance of uh, James Dean in East of Eden that just brought me to my knees. And I said, wow, because I had grown up in a broken home and um, knew all about dysfunctional familial <laughs> life. And it was, it was heart-wrenching and it just got me to the point where I wanted to be able to express myself in the creative art form of being an actor in that way so that people would understand or relate or have some kind of uh, cathartic experience. I love that. Yeah, I mean, that is such a um, iconic performance, right? I feel like all the photos that we see of James Dean today are from that movie and from that performance. So I get it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So what's going on today? I mean, wow. how are you? I know that for most people, COVID has been really tough, but I know that recently you're starting to see some um, early uh, blossoms for a recovery. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what you've been working on? I like how you worded that because I do feel like a late bloomer. <laughs> um, yeah, certainly. I, I think it's just a matter of just some fortuitous things that have happened with a film that that I shot six years ago that's now really blowing up and I'm so excited about and, and very thrilled to be a part of this this family uh, of Tango Shalom with Renee Taylor, Lainey Kazan, Joseph Bologna, the late great Joseph Bologna, and the son, Gabe Bologna, directed it. So it was a real um, family effort and labor of love. So that's been out in the movie theaters for like the last six to seven weeks. And we're going to be releasing the film uh, on all the streaming uh, platforms. I'm not sure exactly which one, but people all over the world will be able to see this since they haven't, if they haven't gone to the movie theaters to see it. But it's, it was really exciting to be 
in the audience and see the audience's reaction at, at various screenings and um, film festivals. Tell us a little bit more about the film and your role. Well, I actually play Mara, who is the um, the wife. Uh, she has six kids and it's a Hasidic family. Um, and she is the wife of the best friend of the lead character who is played by Joe Slaniato. Joe Slaniato is uh, the rabbi who wakes up in the middle of the night and God tells him to dance the tango. So it's a real predicament because, you know, his family's fairly devout and he he has to um, make some decisions about how he's going to be able to approach this opportunity or not. So uh, I've also been hearing from, I think Renee Taylor says it the best. She says, this is like the kosher Saturday night fever. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's it in a nutshell it really is but it's such an all-inclusive film it it's just it deals with so many different types of people their various backgrounds their their different walks of faith their sexuality and it's it's a very loving embrace of all cultures and religions and people i love that and six years wow so I'm assuming, I'm assuming there was some post-production work that was needed and then yes. COVID, I'm yeah. imagining, got in the way as well. Yeah, not only COVID, but before that, um, Joseph Bologna passed. So that was, that was trying because there was a lot of um, editing that needed to be done. There was a few, a couple of reshoots, but it, it's just like the little, the little film that just blew up. And, and, and it's exciting because you know, I've, I've had some ups and downs with my career over the years, like most actors do. And um, it, it seems like it, it was the right time for it to come out. Um, the, I, I saw different versions of it early on when we had some private screenings and I, I was amazed at how much it had grown and developed and, and become a viable film that people will identify with. I love that. I love that. Well, um, I hope that everyone listening goes and streams Tango Shalom as soon as it's available. We'll put up a notification on our social once we get word on where and when it will start streaming. We're really proud of you. So congratulations. Six years is a long time to wait, but I guess yeah. you're right. If it's um, if it is uh, more poignant and more um, artistic now than it was um throughout the process then now is the right time for it to be shared with the world yeah so what else is going on tell us more well i just got cast in a a film that i'm i'm really excited about i you know the the last film tango shalom i had a small part in but i'm in a, in it a lot so people recognize that and that's exciting because i believe there's no small parts and i i also believe that there are no small actors <laughs> Even though they Me say too. that, you know, it, it's just it, they're stepping stones to get some kind of uh, career going. And, you know, sometimes you take one step forward and two steps back. And it's just all about keeping one foot in front of the other and and keep trying, because, you know, if, if you if you have a dream, you, you really need to pursue it and, and keep at it. So next up is. Um, a film that I'm working with a 
wonderful new actor. Um, he's been around actually. Um, he, he has a new movie and um, he's got the actor Jack McCulley from Ed Burns film, The Brothers uh, McMullen, which came out years ago. So he is one of the leads in the movie and I'm playing a, this is a really funny part for me to be doing because, you know, it's something that we all need <laughs> as actors. <laughs> is a good manager or an agent. And I'm going to be playing an agent that really takes to this actor who's had some setbacks. So the film is, is, is also relatable and people will identify with it. I think it's going to be great. It's called, uh, right now it's called One Wild Autumn. Nice. Yeah. And when is it, when is it shooting? Well, I'm supposed to be shooting in the first week of November. It's just like, one day, but at least it's a nice little part. I was originally going to be playing the mother, but I'm, technically, I don't think I'm too too young to play the part. But <laughs> they thought I was. So anyway, that's okay. There'll be other you parts. Read, you read too young to play the yes. part, which is a good, which might be a good thing, right? Depending it on. Is. <laughs> I, I had this. I had this problem when I was a young actress too. When I was like in my 18, 20, I always looked like I was a teenager. And then when I hit 30, I looked like I was, you know, 20. And then, so it's a good thing. You're right. I should just be grateful and feel blessed. <laughs> yeah, that's how I would feel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That's super exciting. I can't wait to see both films. Yeah. Um, also, I feel like there's been more just going on with you as a producer. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Oh, this is very exciting. It's opening on Thursday. Uh, Romy Nordlinger, who's an amazing actress um, that I've known for several years now. She is going to be performing at the Cutting Room Thursday night. The doors open at 6.30. There's going to be a jazz trio and uh, jazz piano rather. And it's a an amazing one woman show that I've been following with her and also produced downtown at the here space a few years ago. And now it's been revamped and um, it's, it's a new show. Uh, it's called a garden of Allah. And it's all about Allah Nazimova, who is a trailblazing uh, gay LGBTQ uh, icon in, in many regards. And she was a, an incredible actress from Russia who managed to come to America and have a Broadway theater named after her. And she uh, was also in the silent film era. So she was uh, very well known in Hollywood. And the reason it's called Garden of Allah is because that was her famous uh, homestead, her her beautiful property in California that she had that a lot of people would uh, go to and hang out with her. That's so exciting. Yay. Yeah, yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. there's so much going on for you. Yeah, it's it's just a good time right now. And I'm 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 just blessed and happy and grateful that that I, I've, I've been given these opportunities to pursue some amazing projects and you know and and just keep at it. Yeah, well, I mean, they weren't just given to you. I feel like you are a worker and a fighter and you really made your own way within this difficult time and this difficult um, period for the entertainment industry. What are you looking forward to now that things are starting to open up again? 
Well, I, on one of my things that I really want to do is go see Six on Broadway. Me too. Oh my God. Because I remember a producer, I have a, a few Broadway producer friends and one of them said, oh my God, you've got to see this. Like, two years ago because I think he had seen it in London and now it's on Broadway and I'm just dying to see that. Um, and then just also pursuing more stage, um, you know, work and also film and television. Te film and television have been calling me for the last few years. And I've, I've uh, been lucky enough to get a lot of callbacks in the last few weeks and uh, some jobs. So it's, it's starting to pick up. It's, you have to you have to just stay positive because you know there's so many things in life that can pull you down if you let them and you have to keep going and and believe in yourself and believe in others too have faith in the right people that that are actually trying to help you because sometimes we think that people are trying to help us and they're not but because they they're trying to do their own thing and that's okay too, um, but it's just a, it's just a matter of um, following through, and you know, like even when I even when I don't feel well, I just try to make the extra effort because you never know what opportunity is going to come from that. Definitely, yeah, I one hundred percent agree, and I think you know, um, just to add on to your last point, I know that right now we're starting to think about how to grow your team. I am your manager and we're working together to develop a plan to find you a legit agent so that we can really find more of those um, TV and film opportunities. Um, and so we're sort of in a, a quest right now to broaden your, your net so that we can see more and more of those opportunities. And I think that to your point, um, it's really a matter of just finding the right team members, um, because there are a lot of people out there that might be able to help you, but the people that are really dedicated to helping your career advance and helping to make sure that you find the best opportunities that are right for you is what we're seeking. Right. I, yeah. I think that that's it. I, I, I always believe that if you have a good team, you, you have everything you need. And right now I have you and I'm, I'm very happy to be working with you. And I think you're amazing and you're just such a go-getter and you really see what an actor needs and that's important. So yeah, I think, I think it'll be, I think it'll be soon. I have a feeling we're gonna find somebody uh, to be a part of our team and uh, move forward with getting those co-starring roles, getting those you know, TV spots, because, uh, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are doing it and we can do it too. Yeah, 100%. I agree. I think together we're coming up with a good plan for outreach. For making, we've gotten the house in order. The foundation is built. Now we're just looking to add on to um, the facade with some additional um, team members that can really help us to get out there in front of the right producers and casting directors in order to solidify those um, co-star and guest star roles for you in TV and film, 100%. Yes, absolutely. So one thing that I ask everybody, and you've alluded to this a little bit, but I'm wondering if you maybe you could add some more, is what would you recommend to somebody that's new to the industry? Well, 
I would say build your life. Like you said, have a strong foundation and learn many different things. Don't just throw all your eggs into one basket and say, I'm an actor and that's it. I'm not doing anything else because an actor's life needs to be rich with experience. And experience. I love that advice. Oh my gosh, keep going, I'm so sorry. No, it's okay, it's true. Experience is everything. Good, bad, indifferent, wrong, right. There is no wrong and right, it's your life. You're, a, you're a, a seed that needs to grow. And the only way you get to grow is through experience. I mean, I had a lot of really great experiences when I was younger as an actress. And some of them came to fruition and some didn't. And I took a break from acting for many years. And that was good because I became a painter. I became a curator. I became a singer in a rock and roll band. I wrote songs and poetry and I live my life, you know? So I think that's really important. I mean, it is, your craft is the most important thing to learn it and to take care of your instrument. Sometimes I didn't take care of my instrument. I learned that, but I'm still here. I'm still healthy. I'm still happy. You know, I have this hunger to pursue my career even as a, an older actress, I still do. I still want it. And I, I, I don't think it's ever too late. I think that as long as you can trust your instincts and, and the right people and you have a good team, I think you can do it as an actor, even in this climate of, of a pandemic. I really do. Yeah, I agree. I think it's funny. I mentioned this on the last podcast, but I couldn't remember the name of the book. But there's a book called Range. And basically what this book does is it tries to overturn the idea of outliers by Malcolm Gladwell, which says that you need 10,000 hours of doing one thing to become really an expert and proficient at it. And that that's the way that you succeed. But this idea of range is that you actually need, let's say it's 10,000 hours of lots of different things. And I think that's especially true for actors um, who have to show empathy and who really have to bring a depth of experience to their different roles. And I know for me, like I've started taking acting classes and improv classes now as an adult, and I haven't really done it since I was in high school as well um, and early college. And um, I feel like my life experience really does impact um, my ability to understand a character and Meisner, for example, is really big about taking your lived experience and, and translating that into the character. So I think that's great advice for anyone that's looking to make it within the entertainment industry, but also just to be a human in general. It's like to open yourself up to new experiences and ideas because you never know which experience or opportunity or door or whatever uh, means is really going to get you to where you need to be. That's right. I mean, even an example of after I graduated from Juilliard and I, I did some work, I still wasn't totally satisfied with learning a, a specific acting technique. I mean, I had various techniques that I learned, but I, I did go to the Strasbourg Theater Institute and 
some for some reason I've really connected to the method, uh, the method acting. And um, I got a chance to have a couple of really wonderful coaches, uh, Irma Sandry, and then also Charlie Lawton, who is, was Al Pacino's best friend and mentor. So I got a chance to meet and hang out with Al and also Charlie and, and Penny Allen, who was Charlie's uh, wife, she directed me in a play. So that was, that was a really invaluable experience for me because I, for some reason, I adhered to the method and I think however you get there whether you're Meisner whether you're you know Stanislavski whether whatever whatever tools you have as an actor to get to get to what you're trying to communicate is is the main thing and I also love even one of the old-time actors Spencer Tracy used to say just learn your lines and don't bump into the furniture <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's so simple, right? Yeah, like, I love you know. that. <laughs> so, That's great. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Laura. It's been such a pleasure having you on. I love chatting with you. We had a chat last week that really inspired this episode. So I appreciate you taking so much time to speak with me over the last two weeks. And I hope that any casting directors, producers, and legit agents that are listening out there will get in touch to figure out how to become <laughs> part of Laura's team. <laughs> that would be wonderful. And Louis, you're such a dear, and I, I really appreciate you. Thank you so much for this. My pleasure. Thanks. We look forward to sharing more stories like this with you on the next episode of Shedding Light Within Entertainment. From Variato Talent, I'm Luis Lizarazzo. See you next time.